0: Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. Welcome back to the Brodo Heat Wave, powered by the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. 32 teams in 32 days brought to you by the Brodo team. Mike Petrop, Jason Petrop, Tim Petrop, and Santiago Casanova. Welcome back to the summer heat wave powered by the fantasy football by Brodo app. 32 teams in 32 days. We're doing it Brodo style, and we're discussing every single fantasy relevant player until the start of the season. Today, we're taking a look at none other then the Green Bay Packers. I'm your host, Jason, joined by my brother, Michael. Oh, yeah. And before we begin, we want to remind you to download the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only app that has every single tool you need seriously to draft a winning team and keep a winning team during the season, free for a limited time. On the app, you get fantasy player cards, a who-to-draft tool, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs with half, standard, and full PPR scoring. Coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, advanced stats, including true throw value, true target value, true performance value, rushing yards over expected, points per opportunity excluding touchdowns, and more. There's even more than that on the app. It's free for unlimited time, thanks to our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/BrodoFantasy. You can join now to support the show and the app for as little as three dollars per month. Uh, but most importantly, you can join the community on the Discord. You can play in leagues with the Brodo Bros. You can get an extra podcast per week, a waiver podcast, a private team consultation, free giveaways, and more. And as always, the Broto Hub, <coughs> BrotoFantasy.com, is where you can find all things Broto. Oh, Did I do better than Tim? Uh, you always do better than Tim. <laughs> Hey-o. All right. So the Green Bay Packers are here today. We're going to go in the order we always go in. First, we'll start with the offensive outlook. Here we have. A similar team, Matt LaFleur and Nathaniel Hackett. Their third year together, their second year together last season, saw them become the first team in scoring offense, even though they only had the 16th ranked offensive line and, surprisingly to some, the 7th highest run percentage in the NFL. So we're looking at this similar team with the MVP quarterback, with the stud running back, running the 7th most times in the (laughs) league, so, we'll start off by looking at, of course, the MVP, the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. He's still in Green Bay. That's really all that has to be said. He's still in Green yep. Bay. Did Did you ever doubt he wouldn't be? Uh, slightly, but I never truly believed he was going to leave. Like I was always on the, I just assume Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Packer this season bandwagon. I did too. So the real question more than anything now with Aaron Rodgers is what do you do with him in fantasy? Because I don't think that his quarterback 9-ish ADP was a result of the rumors that he was going to leave Green Bay because he's still Aaron Rodgers anyway, right? And there was a chance he was going to go somewhere with better weapons. So I think that ADP represents where people are on him. And I agree with it. Look, some people, shout out to Tim, think that Aaron Rodgers plays better when he has a chip on his shoulder. And, I mean, he certainly has a chip on his shoulder this season Um, after everything that happened. But the thing with Aaron Rodgers is he doesn't use his legs much. He was quarterback four in points per game, and he was MVP last year. So what are we really looking at with Aaron Rodgers? We need him to break records to he be needs a top-five to quarterback. He needs to be elite Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. That's what he needs to be. He threw 48 touchdowns last season. When was the last time he threw over 40 touchdowns before that? 2015? 2013. Wow. So he went eight seasons, uh, seven seasons, in between throwing 40 touchdowns. People, I also think, aren't taking into consideration the COVID season, no preseason, massive offensive explosion season that was last year. Did something about no practices and no... Um, pre and things of that sort that just bring offense. Remember, I think it was the, the lockout season the lockout, yeah. was absolutely ridiculously offensive. And then this season, this past season, was absolutely ridiculously offensive. And I think people are not taking into account enough of the regression that is likely. Like, the amount of offense that was put up last season across the league, like, broke records. And it's not going to be like that again, more than likely. And if you consider that, because... Forty eight touchdowns is a lot, as I said earlier. Hard to get to. If he threw thirty-five last season, he would have been quarterback ten. And I think that's where his why his ADP is where it's at around quarterback nine ten. Because thirty five touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers seems very reasonable. I also if, think it was it dropped a little bit because people were too scared to draft Aaron Rodgers for a bit. Perhaps. I'm okay taking him in the nine to ten range. I feel like at that point, I'm either going to get like a stud quarterback or just wait. So I don't think I'm going to end up with a lot of Aaron Rodgers this season. But just a little funny tidbit before we move on his interceptions are hilariously low. Since 2013, he's never had a season with more than eight interceptions. And since 2015, he has 32 interceptions. Jameis Winston had 30 in his last season in 2019. <laughs> it's funny. It's pretty ridiculous when you consider it. Um, that way, for someone especially who doesn't like, he's not the guy who's going to hold the ball when and run when things get out of control, right? Like, he might try to make that crazy downfield throw, and he still doesn't throw interceptions ever. Yeah, That's just how good Aaron Rodgers is. But I do agree with you. I, I think he is a good pick at ADP because you have that super solid floor, and you also have that ceiling that made him a top-five QB last year, even without... Really being a rushing quarterback. And since he doesn't really rush, that's a good thing for his receivers. Hey about a bada about a boom So, what's your outlook? They bring in Amari Rodgers, um, receiver in the th- third round, receiver from Clemson. Of course, they still have Devontae Adams. Uh, some people are forgetting that Lazard's a pretty good player. What's your outlook on <coughs> these guys? Look, with Aaron Rodgers returning, it's pretty simple. Nothing really changes. The Green Bay Packers are basically like the Kansas City Chiefs in that you could do very, very minimal studying and fantasy. It's fantasy studying of this team and you'll be fine. Because nothing has changed for years in that offense because this is just the offense that they run. It's going to be Devontae Adams over and over and over as an absolute stud. Great. Pick should be the first or second wide receiver off the board, absolutely. And then it's going to be a mix of Aaron Jones, Robert Tunyon, the big strikers like MVS having those random big games. Like, he's an interesting best ball dart throw, Marcus Valdez-Gandling, because he had three top-12 finishes last season. But he was also outside the top 50 several times. Like, he is very, very hit or miss, but he's going to catch those long touchdowns as long as he's on the field. Amari Rodgers, dart throw as well. I'm sure he'll have some big plays as a, as the little guy that he is out of the slot or maybe like a quick quick toss, one of those shovel pass type plays that uh, that are becoming more popular, and he takes it to the house or something. I'm sure that will happen a time or two. But is he ever going to be trustworthy asset? I highly doubt it. They brought in Randall Cobb, who apparently Aaron Rodgers said, I need Randall Cobb on my team. Are we going to trust Randall Cobb? He was yeah. awful last season, and what? he's just getting older and older. Also... It's a little, like, lame because Amari Rodgers was supposed to be their slot receiver. Yeah. And lastly, the guy I like the most is Alan Lazard. He's going as the 89th receiver off the board. He was 78th overall in wide receiver scoring in 2020. His points per game finish was 57th overall, so a big difference. He had three weekly finishes inside the top thirty top 36 in just 10 games. And two of those t- top three weekly, fin- top thirty-six weekly finishes were in the first three weeks before he dealt with injuries. He was sixteenth in points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns. True target value forty-fifth. People forget that this dude is a different type of player for Aaron Rodgers. He's six-five. Rodgers has connected with Lazard as a UDFA. Right when he stepped onto the field, he made an impact for Rodgers, and. I'm not saying Alan Lazard is going to become a every-week must-start player, but he was a viable flex option whenever he was healthy these last couple seasons with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. So I don't see why that would really change. In great matchups, Alan Lazard might be the guy you want to stream or stick into your flex spot. And I do think he is also a very good add in best ball leagues late because he's literally free and people are forgetting that he is the number two there. Not... Amari Rodgers, not Marcus Valdez-Scantling. The only thing I say to that is you could argue the number two is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Jones and or Robert Robert Tunyon. Yeah, maybe. But then you say he's the, even if he's the four, it helps sometimes in a Aaron Rodgers offense that will succeed. But he's not the fifth, sixth, or seventh like Randall Cobb, Amari Rodgers, and Marcus Valdez-Scantling. I mean, I, because I'll turn to the tight end now, Robert Tunyon. I think he's a huge value at ADP, man. Now that Aaron Rodgers is definitely back, Robert Tunyon is a solid value. I feel like people are fading him because his touchdown rate was high. He had 11 touchdowns last year, led um, all tight ends in that number. But he was still 12th in true target value. Like, this isn't a guy who just shouldn't have been there. The target he saw from Aaron Rodgers, he should have been a top 12 tight end. And he was just able to turn that into 11 touchdowns. So he was even better than that. You can't get mad at the guy for being better than his expected performance. If he was still a top 12 tight end, that's amazing. Let him be a top 12 tight end again this year. Because besides Adams, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, who do the Packers have in the red zone? I think Tunyon's going to remain the third option in the red zone. And you also need to remember he's not just a touchdown guy. He had 11 touchdowns last year. He had 11 red zone opportunities. 18th for tight ends in red zone opportunities, first in touchdowns for tight ends. And in points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns. So the amount of points these guys are scoring, without counting touchdowns, because touchdowns aren't always a sticky stat, meaning year over year, they're not always predictive, Robert Tunyon was first for tight ends. He scored more points per opportunity than any other touchdown when you take out touchdowns, even though he led all tight ends in touchdowns. This guy is way more than just a touchdown threat. I love Robert Tunyon at value. I think I'm going to have him on a lot of my teams. Yeah, I I can't disagree with anything you said because the the main drawback for Robert Tunyon from the masses is but he scored 11 touchdowns. And like you said, that didn't... Make him super touchdown dependent, and why is it a even thing? though it was 11 touchdowns? Like what? We'd like him more if he scored seven last year, because <clears throat> then you can't just say he scored seven. No, that's touchdowns. the thing. They're treating him as if he scored like six, seven touchdowns. But even then, you got an up and comer with Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, I just, I think he is like. If you're this not gonna go, if target you're not, value is so important. Yeah. He was 12th in true target value. Even if he scored less touchdowns, he still would have been a top 12 tight end. Even with, uh, I mean, even if you don't get a Kittle, Waller, Kelsey, don't draft Andrews, Hawkinson. Don't draft those guys. I'm probably not going to have any of those guys. I'd much rather have Gasicki or Tunyon. Yeah. Tunyon, I think I even prefer to Gasicki now that Aaron Rodgers is definitely back. I think Roto is higher on Tunyon than a lot of people. And,. I'm here for it. Yeah, the MVP's back. He'll bring us a ton of victories. You know else who brings a ton of victories? Aaron Jones. The man's been a value for years. Aaron, now. Still Aaron Jones, still not a first round running back, even though he's a beast every year. He's an absolute stud who just gets disrespected year after year. There are legitimately people drafting Joe Mixon ahead of Aaron Jones. That's the dumbest shit. If you were that person, you need to reevaluate. Aaron Jones was fourth in the league in but rushing yards per Jilly. game. Fourth in the league in rushing yards per game. Fourth in yards per carry. Top 10 in points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns. 11 touchdowns. Top 10 in targets. Target percentage. Third in true target value. First in rushing yards over expected per attempt. Need I go on? If you look at an advanced stat or a regular stat, Aaron Rodgers... Aaron, excuse me. Aaron Jones is going to be at the top of the list. He's a fucking stud. It's as simple as that. He's a stud and has been a stud over and over. He was a fifth overall running back last year. Six RB1 games. And one of the big things about Aaron Jones, Jay, because he doesn't have that workhorse role, right? Like, he doesn't get 75-plus percent of the snaps. People say, you know, he slacks often. Like, he'll be up and down. Guess how many games he had last year outside the top 28 running backs. Three? Zero. Oh, what a stud. In PPR leagues, he was never worse than RB twenty eight. What a fucking stud. So even if two years ago, yeah, he had some really down games, that was not the that was not the case this past season. Now he's going as RB9 in ADP on sleeper ADP. You can get that from the Broto app. Pick twelve. Also all the advanced stats that I said earlier are available on the Broto app. Just download the Broto app. It's check the player card in the back. It's sh- it's red. If it's in the top ten, it's glorious. No complaints at all drafting Aaron Jones at ADP. Even if you want to take him like ninth or 10th overall, it makes logical sense. Like the dude is a stud. And then A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon is also very interesting. He's someone who has become more and more enticing to me as drafts. As I've uh, done more drafts. Especially as a 0-RB target. And a best ball type target. Jamal Williams had 12 games last year. He played in 13 games and one of them he played like 5 snaps and left. So 12 full games. In five of those games, he was a top 30 running back. So good enough to be in your RB2 or flex spot for sure. He was top 10 in the only two games he played without Aaron Jones. That's some elite potential there for A.J. Dillon. He played in 40%. This is Jamal Williams I'm talking about last season. Not to cut you off, this was with A.J. Dillon getting a little bit of burn. Yeah, very little burn, but he got on every now and then. He played 40... Jamal Williams played 40% or more of the snaps in 10 of the 12 games he was in. Simply put, the Packers use their backup running back. It is not just the Aaron Jones show. It is the Aaron Jones show when he's on the field because he's such a stud and he makes the most of his opportunities. But Jamal... Excuse me, but A.J. Dillon now with Jamal Williams in Detroit is going to get a lot of work. The only game he saw over 25% of snaps... He was a top 10 running back in Week 16. Very, very, very small sample size, but it's just a taste of what could possibly happen this year with A.J. Dillon. He has an ADP of RB41, pick 117.8. So 10th, 11th round. I think that's a tremendous pick in the 10th, 11th round. You have some real upside if something were to happen to Aaron Jones, and you have weekly RB2 flex appeal in the right matchups. And you can't really, like, in the 10th, 11th round, that's a perfect type of player. Like, that's why, like, especially if you're a zero RB team, if you're struggling, uh, if you have stacked wide receivers, Travis Kelsey, a great quarterback, and then something happens to Aaron Jones and you insert A.J. Dillon, you have a monster team. And those those are the teams that end up being the best in the league. So A.J. Dillon is a perfect fit, especially in the 10th, 11th round on really any roster. I concur. Honestly, I think that you don't got to get too complicated with the Packers, man. Aaron Rodgers is a good late round quarterback pick. Well, not late round, but mid range. He'll put up numbers. Devontae Adams slam dunk. Are you taking Devontae Adams in the first round? What's the earliest you're taking him? Um, I I'd take him anywhere starting from like pick six. Like if you want to start with the wide receiver and it's Devontae Adams, I don't mind. Like, I wouldn't take him over... Basically, I wouldn't take him over McCaffrey, Kamara, Cook, Kelsey. I'd rather have taking Kelsey. you taking Kelsey that high in normal leagues? In normal leagues, I'm taking Kelsey's highest fourth overall, yeah. Wow. Oh. He's a wide receiver one in a tight end position. You taking Aaron Jones or Devontae Adams earlier? Depends who's falling in the draft. But one-on-one, I'd take Devontae Adams. I think I'll go Aaron Jones. I'm more of an early running back guy, you know that. Yeah, you are. And I'm more of an early wide receiver guy. So, Is there a a little off topic from the Packers? Because I just have to ask. Is there a reason why you said Kamara before Cook? No. I have Cook as my second running back. Okay. <laughs> that, that's why I just thought it was a little odd. Yeah. Uh, so, all that we have left for the Green Bay Packers is one injury away. I think this is an obvious one. Yeah, I don't want to be lame, but it's, it's A.J. Dillon, obviously. Yeah. But I also want to give a shout out to Alan Lazard. Because he will be the A1 outside receiving threat if something were to happen to Devontae Adams. That's just A1. And you could also get him for free. Can you? Yes, absolutely. Alan Lazard is literally free. I thought you said A.J. Dillon. He's not being drafted. Alan Lazard you can get for free. A.J. Dillon, you got to pay up a little bit, but not too much. Not too much, yeah. That's it for the Green Bay Packers, folks. Thank you for joining us. The the Cheeseheads out in Wisconsin. Uh. Tim and Cass. Well, you know Tim is. Tim's a dad, baby duties, and Cass is always working on the app, and will uh, his hop semester on. Semester started. It's his school semester started, so both of them will hop on these heat waves whenever they can. Um, it's gonna be honestly, it's gonna be a surprise every day. It's a surprise for us. Yeah. They might be on the next one. They might not be. It's really a game time. It's decision, fun. It's like Russian fun. roulette. For uh, so fantasy podcasting. You can follow them at Brotoff Tim, at Brotoff Casanova. You can follow us at Brotoff Jason, at Brotoff Michael. Um, you can follow the hub at F at Brodo Fantasy. Sorry. You can download the Fantasy Football by Broto app. Everything we're telling you today, legitimately, is on the app. Like it's all there. Just tell me something that's not there, and I'll be like, Nah. I mean, there's 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 very few things that are not there. It's download it, love it. That will be your secret weapon for the season. You can help support us at Patreon.com/slash/BrotoFantasy. This app is free for a limited time because of those wonderful folks who support us and give us a few dollars every month. You can join for as little as three dollars a month. Thank you. And next up is. You'll just have to find out. Heat wave. Heat wave.